After the timber boom at the turn of the 20th century, nearly all of the Ozark's virgin shortleaf pine had been harvested, which dramatically altered the landscape. Thick oak hickory forests grew up in their place, and fire was suppressed. Now, more than a hundred years after the boom, the ecological consequences of this are still unfolding. Welcome to part three of an audio tour of the Current River Pinery. In this, our ecology segment, we'll look at long-term impacts of the timber boom and fire suppression. We'll talk about how plant and bird species in the pinery are faring, and we'll hear how restored woodlands will be well-suited for future conditions. You can find maps and photos to accompany this segment at the Ecology Stop on our self-guided tour of the Pinery or online at www.oakfirescience.com. For centuries before the timber boom, scattered, large, shortleaf pine trees dominated the current river Pinery. Fires passed through regularly and two closely related, fire-adapted woodland communities thrived here, despite dry, rocky soils. Aaron Yeoman, a botanist with the U.S. Forest Service, describes them. So there's basically two types of fire-adapted pine woodlands in the current river pinery. Um, one is shortleaf pine oak, and the other one is shortleaf pine bluestem. The pine bluestem carry big bluestem grass. Woodlands generally, they have open canopies with mature trees reaching up to 60 to 90 feet tall. Um, that opening allows a lot ample sunlight to reach the ground and that encourages grasses, sedges, forbs, shrubs, all kinds of vegetation. Intensive logging and fire suppression led to the loss of more than 90 percent of Missouri's original shortleaf pine woodlands. Fire-adapted plant and animal species are dwindling, and both of these ecosystems have become rare. The pine bluestem ecosystem has almost disappeared. It's a globally imperiled ecosystem. Small pockets of this now rare ecosystem can be found right here in southeast Missouri. The U.S. Forest Service and partner organizations have reintroduced prescribed fire to thousands of acres here in an effort to reestablish conditions that allow these remnants to expand. These communities host a bounty of wildlife, game birds, songbirds, deer, bears, reptiles, insects, especially pollinators like bees and butterflies. Historically, these woodlands also supported elk, black bear, wolves, and even bison, all of which disappeared after Europeans settled the region. It's early June. The cicadas are loud as we visit the pine oak woodland at our tour's ecology stop in the Mark Twain National Forest in Carter County, Missouri. Today, bright orange butterfly weed is in full bloom. Indigo bunting and yellow-breasted chat call nearby. This area has been intentionally burned 
six times between 2004 and 2018. Dormant, suppressed seeds have been sprouting. Due to the restoration efforts and burning efforts, we're actually seeing an increase in plants that are more rare and need a specific type of ecosystem to thrive. Spring, summer, fall, you can find forbs, grasses, shrubs, trees, all blooming, different colors, um, different intensities. And there's, there's dozens of rare plant species and species that we consider to be of concern. Flowering plants you might find here include purple milkweed, cream wild indigo, and prairie aster, all of which cannot tolerate degraded conditions, so they're naturally restricted to undisturbed areas. More common flowering plants found here are bee balm, bristly sunflower, sensitive briar, blazing star, and asters. The dominant trees of this community are of course shortleaf pine, white oaks, black oaks, scarlet oaks, and hickories. And in the subcanopy, you'll see dogwoods, redbuds, um, service berries, and all of these are the earliest spring bloomers, so that's a good time to come and visit this site. The ground cover is very diverse. Some 300 species of plants are found in these pine woodlands, and that provides food for about 200 bird species, some that migrate through, but includes about 80 species that nest here. However, Many songbird species have now declined, says Forest Service wildlife scientist Frank Thompson. So there's a number of birds that were either much more abundant historically or have actually completely disappeared from the region now because of the decrease in the amount of pine woodland. That's a pine warbler, one of several bird species that need pine habitat to survive. These and other species have been plentiful in the pinery because the woodland's layered structure makes perfect bird habitat. So because we have this mix of overstory trees, but also ground cover and some shrubby cover, we get a really interesting mix of birds. So we get everything from forest birds like wood thrush and oven birds to woodland generalists like eastern peewees and summer tanagers but we get also, also get birds that are more typically associated with open lands like prairie warblers and yellow-breasted chats that are there because of the disturbance created by fire that maintains these openings that they nest in. Some bird species are especially suited to pine woodlands. So this includes pine-dependent birds such as pine warbler, but also historically it would have included species such as the red-cockaded woodpecker and brown-headed nuthatch. Now those last two species no longer occur in Missouri, but they once did. These two species are completely gone. And more than a dozen species that frequent the pinery are considered to be of national or regional conservation concern. Fire is an important component for maintaining habitat for these bird species. Without fire, many woodlands would eventually develop into forest with a higher density of trees and a more closed canopy. If that happens, much of the ground and understory vegetation that many of these birds are dependent on will actually be shaded out. The other role of fire is it will actually favor pines over many hardwood species, and so it's very important to maintaining 
a large amount of pine in this system, which is important to the pine-dependent birds. Restoring these woodlands creates that vegetation structure that many of these species need for habitat. A 2018 study showed that many bird populations are responding positively to efforts to restore woodlands in the current river pinery, including nine species of concern. And what's really exciting is that we not only see these birds are more abundant there, but we also see they're more successful with their nesting. Non-bird species are expected to benefit too, such as the western pygmy rattlesnake, Indiana bat, and eastern tiger salamander. The purpose of restoration isn't to recreate a specific past historical condition, nor is it solely to improve present wildlife habitat. Managing for woodlands and restoring them makes sense for the future too because woodlands on these sites are really better adapted and will result in healthier, more sustainable communities than forests on these sites. If our climate continues to warm as predicted, we believe that woodlands will be even better adapted on these sites and that's because a warming and drying climate means these sites cannot support as high a tree density. In fact, woodlands will be more resilient than forests. The landscape that's composed of a mix of forest, woodlands, savannas, and glades is a far more diverse landscape than one that's just all forest. So this idea of landscape diversity is very important, as well as the inherent diversity within woodlands. Thank you for joining us for part three of the Current River Pinery audio tour. Listen to part four to learn more about how fire-adapted woodlands benefit society. Or visit us at oakfirescience.com. We thank our tour project partners, the Oak Woodlands and Forest Fire Consortium, the U.S. Forest Service, the Nature Conservancy, Central Hardwoods Joint Venture, and the Joint Fire Science Program.